you're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Front door to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care. It does exactly as the name implies. It settles very gently and naturally and safely the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, the one that just won't leave guests alone when they come over. And a lot of people are having a lot of really good success with Calming Care. Learn more about it when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, and that's K-I-N-D-E-R. Halloween weekend. My favorite thing about Halloween, well, typically quail season in Texas is kicking off about that time or within a few days of it anyway. I remember one particular hunt when my buddy Kevin and I had our sons, who are roughly the same age with us. They were maybe 10 or 11 years old at the time, way out in West Texas. On a big full moon night, close to Halloween and the opener for quail hunting, you could see your breath. And shortly after we got the heater fired up in the old camper and things settled around the place and ready for the weekend, Kevin and I stepped outside. We could see the flashlights coming down the old dirt road. My son Troy and his son Clayton were coming back from some big adventure in the pasture. We slipped down the road about a 100 yards and into the brush. And when those boys came by, we came out of the brush and gave them a Halloween scare that they'll never forget. I don't care how big and burly you are. As hunters and outdoors men and women, we've all been spooked a little from time to time out in those woods. Like the morning I was walking through the dark to my deer blind and I stepped in a covey of quail. They flushed all up around me in the dark. (laughs) I had to stop and catch my breath. But my favorite spooked on a hunt story happened down in South Texas, just outside of Junction on the Rio Benito Ranch. I had been invited to come down and hunt turkeys and I drove like a madman to get there in time to roost the birds the night before the hunt. I made it to the ranch gate with about an hour to spare. The ranch house was nine miles off the highway. The turkeys that I was there to hunt were another five miles deep into the ranch. I got there in time to see hundreds of birds pitch up on the roost, the most I'd ever seen. They were roosting in trees located on the side of a pretty sheer cliff. At the bottom of the cliff was a running creek. I knew when they came off the roost they weren't going to fly up to the top of the cliff. They were going to come right back down where they had launched from. So I was really eager to get out there the next morning and get started. The main house on the ranch where I slept was built in the mid-1800s. It looked like something straight out of a ghost story. And that night at dinner, the staff on the ranch told me that I might see strange happenings during the night. They claimed to have seen the ghost of a young girl on multiple occasions by multiple people. Objects physically moving with no one in sight and strange noises deep in the night. Now, I don't believe all that mess, but I did sleep with one eye open. (laughs) Eager to get to my turkeys the next morning, I walked the final half mile of the trip, set a few decoys up within just a few yards of where I would sit, propped up against a live oak tree. I nestled into my honey hole, 
and hit my owl hooter in the dark. Hundreds of turkeys gobbled at me. This was going to be a special day. Things quietened down and there was no noise at all for about 10 or 15 minutes when all of a sudden, from about five feet behind me, Yeah, this ranch had psycho deer on it. I'd never heard one until that moment, <laughs> but I'll never forget it. <laughs> hey, there are some things out there that'll give you the willies in the woods, but here's hoping that you'll be in the woods to have a shot at those willies on Monday. Edwin Evers joins us on the show today. Edwin has won a Bassmaster Classic and a Major League Fishing Red Crest Championship. Only guy to do that. He's a great guy. We're going to sit down a little later in the show and go through that 2023 Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour schedule together. A diverse list of fisheries, starting with a mid-February trip to Florida and one of my favorite places to bass fish and crappie fish, the Kissimmee Chain. Who knows, maybe we'll make a little run down there and hang out with those boys. Bring you the show from the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour kickoff. This is opening weekend quail season in Texas. Today, October 29, opening day. Bob White and Blues are scaled quail populations. Hey, man, they are battling a tough year. Droughty conditions most of the year. Severe drought. Successes today throughout the state going to be down in most places, but there are a few spots. The lone bright spot, actually, again this year, is South Texas. That's the only region in the state that saw an increase in recorded abundance, says John McLaughlin, Upland Game Bird Manager, Program Leader, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. I know bird numbers are down, but you're going to go anyway. You're going to take those dogs and listen, before that long road trip, Florida, Flora. America's number one canine probiotic. It'll help stop GI upset that travel and hard hunting brings on. Forda Flora. Hey everybody, it's Colorado Buck. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hey Billy, where, where in the world did he go? John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com 
to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. How about crisp, clean air, endless water, and marlin after marlin for Christmas this year? That's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. The lodging, dining, and fishing is on us in Costa Rica. Five nights in our beachfront penthouse. Three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet. Stay tuned and enter soon. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Fish on! At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Outdoorsmen and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to our nice warm campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Glad you're here. This corner of the camphouse brought to you by Fortiflora from Purina Veterinary Diets. America's number one canine probiotic works just as well as a preventative as it does as a cure for GI upset in our dogs. Perfect for weaning puppies to help them through that transition from mother's milk to Purina Pro Plan. Learn more about Fortiflora, talk to your vet about it, or come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, our big fall contest this year is Fishing You a Merry Christmas. We're going to go fishing in the Caribbean. We're going to Costa Rica, going to stay five nights 
oceanfront at Casa Carib Sea, and then you'll have the entire Carib Sea sport fishing fleet inshore, offshore, all at your disposal. Marlin, sailfish, mahi, and many, many, many of them. Trip of a lifetime, and to win it, all you have to do is register. It's a simple drawing, and you register at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, in my job, I meet a lot of folks in the outdoor world, a lot of really cool people that I enjoy hanging out with, but one of my very favorites is in the camp house with us today, and that's Edwin Evers. He's won a Major League Fishing Red Crest event, championship. He's also won a Bassmaster Classic, and it's always a pleasure to sit down with you, Edwin. Welcome back, man. Great to see you. We kind of run into each other at a little bit different place here. You know, we've seen each other all over the nation. We've never seen each other at home. No, we haven't. That's kind of funny. We need to change that. You need to go fishing with me one of these days. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. I appreciate you taking a little time for me. Major League Fishing just keeps getting more and more exciting. It keeps growing. The fan base keeps growing. And 2023 coming up right around the corner. It seems like we just wrapped up, but it's time to go again. And I want to talk to you about the lakes because it's a pretty exciting lineup. I think a great, great schedule. There's a few events that we've been to in the past, but then there's some, some venues that we're going to that we hadn't been to in a long, long time, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if you want me to get off into it, but I'm really excited about them. Well, yeah, we're going to get off into it all we want to today. And it all starts in February, the 13th through the 18th. And uh, that's going to be stage one. On one of my favorite places to fish in America, it's got to be one of yours, the Kissimmee, uh, Kissimmee chain. Yeah, when I, I'm really excited about that. I, I actually caught one of the largest fish I've ever caught on a topwater there, and it was during that time frame. So this is a little later than what we've gone there in the past, which I think is going to make it even better. There'll be a lot more big fish shallow, but uh, I did catch an 813 there one time on a frog. Wow. Yeah, it was How like, much fun is that on a frog, dude? I, and it bit three times. Like the first two times I threw across there, it just made a big explosion, didn't get it. And the third time, she absolutely annihilated it. <laughs> and what she weigh? 813. 813. Wow. That's a horse. That's a mule. You guys, I guess, will go out of Toho. Yes, sir. Yep. We'll go out of the north end up there to Big Toho Marina. Great people right there at that marina. They always have great breakfast sandwiches there. If you guys are ever down there, that's, that's what I remember about them because I, I won't eat anywhere else in town, but I'll eat there at their breakfast sandwiches in the morning. Yeah, that's a really good spot. And then you have access, I believe, from there you can go all the way uh, down to Okeechobee and out to the Atlantic Ocean if you want to by water. Absolutely. If you've got enough gas. Yeah, if you had enough gas all the way down through the Kissimmee River. But, you know, we'll be cut off at the bottom of Lake Kissimmee, you know. So we, we've got Toho, we've got Cypress, we've got uh, uh, Hatch in the Hall, and then we get into big, you know, big Kissimmee, a 40,000-acre lake down there. And, and they all fish phenomenal. Yeah, they do. Anything can happen. It can change your bass fishing life instantly behind any of that stuff you're chunking at. Uh, which can be a little intimidating. I remember the first time I dumped my boat in and I pulled out from the state park down there uh, on Big Semi, and I and I eased out in that stuff, and I said, where do I start? How do you narrow that down? I feel the exact same way for years down there. Uh, you know, but I always just, one of the keys that for me down there is for the year, for years there was not a lot of hydrilla. And if you could find hydrilla, you usually found bass very close to that. You know, now uh, Big Toho is starting to get quite a bit of hydrilla. But, you know, I, I always just try to keep my trolling motor on high. And when I get a bite, I feel like I find them. I just go as fast as I can, you know, throwing moving baits. And then when I get a good quality bite, 
I just try to make circles around that area. And it's generally around cleaner, clearer water. It may be a vegetation change or something like that. But, um, you know, one thing, I, I just cover as much water as you possibly can, and then when you get a bite, slow down. Yeah, hey, we, you know, everybody's heard about the devil horse down there on that Kissimmee chain. Give us two or three baits that Edwin's going to have rigged up when he hits the Kissimmee chain. Uh, for me, a vibrating jig, that New Berkeley slobber knocker and, and a green pumpkin or a black blue will be probably my number one bait. Uh, another bait will be that, that Devil's Horse style bait. Uh, Berkeley's got a really good one uh, that I'm really fond of. And then, you know, I'll need to just have the old plastic worm on, you know, just a June bug worm. You don't go to Florida without a June bug worm. Yep, always got to have one. Redcrest next year is going to be on Lake Norman in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is a body of water where Edwin Evers has had some success. Uh, what are the guys going to run into up there? Uh that's a really neat lake. You know, there's a power plant on that lake. There'll be, they call it the hot hole. There'll be fish spawning in that thing. Uh, the lake's got a really uh, a booming population of spotted bass now that, that wasn't there in the past. But, the, you know, when you think of Lake Norman, it's boat docks. It is literally a boat dock all the way around that shore, you know, and it's, it's a huge lake. So, and they're stationary boat docks. They're not floating boat docks like what me, you know, what I'm accustomed to in Oklahoma or, or other parts of the country. So a guy's going to have to figure out how to fish boat docks. You know, I won an event there one time in February throwing a little bitty finesse jig behind those docks. The water's going to be pretty clear. Uh, but a, a guy just uh, gets a, it gets a big bite at the end of the day is going to be the one that's going to pull that one away. Yeah. Uh, hey, what is the part, What what is the technique that you absolutely hate to pull out of your bag of tricks? Like you just hate it. You don't want to do it, but that's what it's going to take to win a tournament. Oh, I always kind of feel like, you know, pulling out a weightless Cinco or, you know, I, I throw that general, you know, it's just like watching the grass grow, you yeah, know, it's you're just right an impatient, dude. You just throw it out there and have to let it sink to the bottom. You know, I want to cover water. I want to feel like I'm being productive, you know, throwing something out and reeling it in. And, yeah. and you just can't do that with that bait. It's the exact opposite. It's a very slow way to fish. And, and uh, it's like pulling teeth for me to do it. But sometimes you have to. You know, if I'm not mistaken, you were a safety in college. You play safety, a safety position. So, you know, you're one of those guys that lives uh, to run up and hit somebody in the mouth full speed and get up and do it again and again. That ain't that ain't Cinco fish. No, sir, it's not. No, sir, it's not. Uh, stage two, Lake Cherokee and Douglas Lake, Jefferson County, Tennessee. You know, that's right, not Defoe's back door, another great angler. Uh, Going to be a lot of smallmouth weighed in in those events. Two different lakes. Uh, we'll fish, you know, the first few rounds on one of them, uh, the final round on a different lake. I don't know exactly how that's set up yet. But uh, big mountainous lakes, uh, clear, deep water, uh, largemouth. Uh, it'll be really interesting, something for all of us to be looking at as we go into those lakes. They draw those lakes down like sometimes 20 to 30 feet in the wintertime. So... That lake may be coming up like a foot a day when we get there this time of the year. So that'll be really interesting to see how those fish change with that water coming up. Yeah. Hey, you don't think Ott's ever been out on those lakes? He doesn't know anything, does he? I think he's got a bunch of trophies in his house, and they, a lot of them come from those two lakes. A lot of them say uh, Cherokee and Douglas on them. That's exactly right. April 2 through 7, Stage 3, Lake Murray, Columbia, South Carolina. Awesome lake. I'm super excited about this one because, to me, that falls right in the dead dead center of spawn, and I love sight fishing. Uh, with our catchway and release, you know, I don't feel any guilt about putting one, you know, in a live well. We just get to release them right there, so I can't wait to get there and, and just cover a bunch of water and, and uh, do sight fishing the whole time. 
We're going to finish up the list coming back. I know you're fired up about the heavy hitters uh, uh, in 2023, and we're going to start there when we come back from the break. Before we go to the break, though, uh, uh, if you make your living as a professional angler, what people see on the water, that's the tip of the iceberg. There are events and shows and sponsors and meetings and planes to catch nearly every day of the week and things to do. You've got to have a family that gets it, that under, understands and supports you, or it ain't going to work. I'm so blessed to have the most awesome wife and kids. You know, they, they support me wholeheartedly, and uh, it is super important. You know, that's that's the one part of the job a lot of people don't see, and it's probably the, the part of the job that I don't like the most is just the travel part of it. Once I'm on the water, I love it, but, you know, just the time away from home and, and driving to and from the events or flying to these events, you know, it's just part of the job, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, absolutely. Edwin, uh, grab another cup of coffee and hang on. We're going to finish up in a minute, okay? Sounds great. Hi, this is Jim Zumbo, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoorsmen and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org. For the sportsman who likes an outdoor adventure story, Ken Kirkaby's novels are just what you've been looking for. In the tournament, three friends travel to the Bahamas for a blue marlin tournament and find the fish of a lifetime. Ben Steelman of the Star News says the tournament is a yarn Papa Hemingway and Robert Rourke would have savored. Read and enjoy Ken Kirkaby this fall, in camp, along the trail, or at home. The tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available at Amazon. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiters. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, Jason Muscox. 
He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. creek full of fish and woods loaded with wildlife are good for our kids. And the kids tend to agree. At Kinder Outdoors, we work hard to preserve both every day. Did somebody say creek full of fish? <laughs> I bet they're talking about Joshua Creek Ranch. Joshua Creek, crystal clear, spring fed, and cypress lined, runs right through the middle of this gorgeous ranch, famous for its upland bird hunting. But don't forget the fly rod when you visit my friends Joe and Ann Kirchable at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. You'll want to enjoy that Joshua Creek or maybe the beautiful Guadalupe River, the Texas treasure that borders this ranch. Go spend a little time in the Texas Hill Country in this pristine and perfect place. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. General deer season opens up next weekend, and so I want to get my buddy Larry Wysoon in here to talk about the first thing that we need to pack. First thing in preparation for that trip next week is safety. 
You're exactly right. Hunting is the safest sport there is when you get right down to it. There are fewer accidents that occur in, while you're hunting than with any of the other things that are out there, including a lot of the ball game things that you play. But you're right. You don't ever forget safety. You always want to be cognizant of the fact that where that barrel is pointed at every moment, whether that gun you know is empty or whether it's not empty. Also want to keep your finger off the trigger and the hand off the safety until you're ready to do something. I mean, doing something means getting ready to shoot. So to me, you just got to be really careful all the time. Be cognizant of everybody that's around you, where they are. Continue to be looking around, but always keep that barrel pointed in a safe direction. Yeah. Your number one job, if you're hunting behind a pH, uh, and you have that big heavy caliber gun in your hand, and that pH is in front of you. He's he's keeping his eyeballs where they need to be. You really need to, be, as the hunter, keep your muzzle pointed where it needs to be. There's no sense in ever having a, an accident. And boy, that can really make a, a great hunting trip into a bad memory uh, for life. I know uh, on one of your television shows, you did a reenactment one time of a similar situation where someone tripped and fell, and there was a shooting. We did. We did that on the FTW Ranch. It uh, belongs to Tim Fallon, where they do the sportsman, all-terrain, all-weather marksmanship course. And we wanted to show people what can happen, even when you're experts with all this. And we set it up to where the guys, the, Tim was guiding. He had a hunter with him. They spotted an axis steer. The axis steer moved. They just about got ready to shoot. The guy flipped the safety off. Without thinking, they got up, the axis steer moved, they got up, and as they moved forward, he slipped and fell. He'd been the, the shooter, and as he did, the barrel was pointed at the backside of, of, of Tim. And, mm -hmm. and so we set it up such that Tim was got shot. And the whole purpose of that was just to, to make people remember. Always remember that you don't turn the safety down or you don't put it on fire. You keep your finger off the trigger till you get ready to shoot, and you're always careful where that barrel is pointed, as we've talked earlier. Yeah, that was a very, very well done piece, very realistic uh, looking piece, and boy, that'll put something in your mind forever that helps you keep that finger off the trigger. That was uh, that was really good work, Larry. Well, thank you. We had so many very positive comments. We got, of course, Dallas Fire Club's long been a sponsor of the shows that I've been involved with. So we talked to Dallas and said, Dallas Fire Club, so this is something we're looking at doing. What do you think? And did the same thing with Ruger and Zass and Hornady and told them kind of how we were going to play it out. And they go, please do it. Yeah. And it's amazing the total number of, of very positive responses that we got over that people saying thank you for doing this. And we started this piece with you saying, you know, hunting's the safest activity that you can participate in. And I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen the stats, but the, the injuries in hunting are right up there on the same safety level as playing billiards, I think. Something, I read something like that one time. Don't you think that's a testament to our hunter education that we have uh, over the past couple of decades here in North America? It truly is. Hunter education has made people cognizant of what goes on when you're hunting and how to be careful and how to handle guns and how to respect guns, and that certainly has had a whole lot to do with it. But I think, too, people become a little bit more aware of hunter safety, even beyond that, with the TV shows and, and the, of the reading that they do, throughout most of the very ethical hunters, they're stressing the fact, without maybe just beating it over the head with us on somebody, but continuing saying, hey, be careful, be careful, be safe, be safe, be safe. And that's made a lot of difference as well. Yes, it has. Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail, thank you very much. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country, this five-star bird hunting ranch endorsed by Orvis, Beretta, Shooting Sportsman, and Billy Kinder. <laughs>
is now selling memberships. Might make it easier for you to visit more often. Learn more about memberships at Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, bird season, quail season opens up this weekend in Texas. And I want to talk about something very important with one of our pros, and that's Ronnie Smith from Ronnie Smith Kennels up in Oklahoma. Ronnie, always a pleasure to have you in camp with us. A hydration for our dogs in the wintertime. Every bit as important, if not more so, than even in the heat of summer. That's right. You know, Bill, when it's hot, uh, a dog is going to drink. They're just going to rehydrate themselves. Um, we do the same thing. Um, maybe not as much as we should, but, but we certainly rehydrate ourselves. Uh, during the winter, uh, that can really um, can fool you. Uh, your dogs really evaporate more moisture as they're uh, panning and running in the winter than they will in the summer. And if the only time when when it really comes to me, and I remember, is if I'm uh, on some hills and I'm walking to the point that now my my pulse is up and I'm breathing out of my mouth, and then I start to get thirsty. Uh, and, and that's the same thing with your dog. They're running, they're, they're uh, exerting themselves, they're panting, and uh, they require more water in the winter than in the summer. Yeah, and that uh, just shocks a lot of people when they hear that for the very first time. Let's talk about water in the kennel. You change, it, it doesn't matter if you've got 50 dogs in your kennel, you're changing all of their water every day, aren't you? Yeah, that's right, and we uh, will scrub our buckets twice a week with a, uh, to sanitize them. Um, but fresh water is vital. Yeah, and that's because a hot dog in the summertime when you're working them, even in the wintertime, uh, the long-haired dogs, setters, Britneys, they'll come in and try to crawl in that bucket, won't they? Yeah, they, uh, they always want to stick their front feet in the water bucket. They're just trying to bo- drop their body temp, and uh, as a result, they're splashing a lot of water out, and they're fouling that water. When we're wild bird hunting, a lot of guys think it's a really good step to use Gatorade out in the field or something like that as opposed to just good old water. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, the only time I would use anything uh, that had a flavor to it is if I had a situation where I couldn't um, get a dog to drink uh, or, or ingest enough fluid that I, that I thought he needed. Um, other than that, what research is showing is a lot of that sugar-based um, uh, product uh, can really be detrimental to hydration. Yeah, so it can actually do your dog more harm than good, more than likely will. Hard to beat water. What if you have a dog that's, uh, you're wanting to get some water into him, you can tell he needs it, and he just refuses to come to the water bottle or, or refuses to stop and drink. How do you take that horse to water and make him drink? Yeah, you know, if it's we, we find that here during the summer, um, uh, when we're training is we have dogs that are so focused on finding birds that they'll run right by a pond when it's obvious that they're very hot. You just have to stop that animal uh, if you have uh, water available. And, uh, and once they stand there a little bit, then they start to pay attention to what you're doing, um, and then it's easier to, to get them to drink. And, and, Bill, you really, on that type of dog, you need to teach them to drink. Yeah. How can we teach a dog to drink? Yeah, again, you just have to stop him. You have to make him oh, physically yeah. drink. When our opportunity presents itself, uh, take take the time to make the dog drink there. When you see the dog uh, is is uh, in a position where he needs water, 
um, be diligent about watering him. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Patience. Let, let him learn through our patience. We don't need to get in a hurry. We need to give him plenty of time to, to uh, soak it up and drink. I think that that's a really good time as well to carry a Snickers in my bird bag because I might need a little break right about then, too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie Smith from his famous Ronnie Smith Kennels up in Oklahoma, north of Tulsa, a little ways. Edwin Evers rejoins us. We've got to finish up that 2023 Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour schedule when we come back from the coffee pot. Hi, this is Rick Pope with Temple Fork Outfitters. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it and listening to Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy-class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists, studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups, and we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit Joshua Creek. Hey, crappie anglers, crappie season is here. 
Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022. Check out the all-new Wally Marshall Classic Signature Rods by Lou's. The Wally Marshall Classic Series starts at 5'6 and all the way up to 16 foot in length. IM8 graphite construction, cork handles, stainless steel guides, super light for all-day use, and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today. Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunder, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpos. Tennessee Mist, White, Houdat, and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic Electric Filet Knife handy too. StrikeKing.com, Lose.com, and SmithsProducts.com. <laughs> Welcome to Kinder Outdoors. It sounds like a broken record year after year after year after year in Texas, the last great place for quail. There ain't no quail this year, again and again and again. Well, guess what? They've got birds at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Beretta and Orvis and shooting sportsmen all say, this is the place. Go find out for yourself like I did and learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Special guest in the camp house today, Major League Fishing Pro, Edwin Evers. I want to talk to a fisherman about your football career. You were eaten up with it when you were a kid. I loved football. I, I wanted, like I was like every other kid, I wanted to be in the NFL and uh, dreamed of it all the time. It was just a, a, it's just a fun sport. You know, I, I think it's a sport that teaches a lot of life lessons, just self-discipline and, and you know, probably being hard-headed and, and a lot of great things, I think, come from football. I guarantee you there are things they taught you in seventh grade that still apply on the bow of that boat, on the deck of that boat when you go out. 100%. Yeah, it's not all, you know, it's not all going to go good and, and well. And, you know, sometimes you throw an interception. Sometimes you get knocked in the teeth. you got to get back up and go do it again. And it's the same thing in life. So where did you play your high school ball? And then you went on and played college ball. You know, I played, I played uh, two years in, in Texas uh, at Bridgeport and then moved to Illinois. Dad got transferred to Illinois. Uh, Seneca, Illinois had a really successful football program. And then uh, got a, a scholarship to play at Southeastern Oklahoma State there in Durant. Yeah, very good. Is that how you got to Oklahoma? Is how, that how Oklahoma started in your life? It's exactly how it started. You know, I, I was from Texas, and it was a really a big culture shock to move all the way to Illinois. Uh, just a lot colder winters, a lot, you know, not as much fishing. And uh, I wanted to get back south, and, uh, you know, Southeastern had a lake right next to it, and it was like a perfect fit for me. Yeah, and evidently it stuck because you planted pecan trees, and you're still there. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Heavy Hitters event. I love the Heavy Hitters event, uh, Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Heavy Hitter event will land uh, April 24 through 29 in Monroe, Louisiana. Hey, listen, we're talking about... Louisiana in April, Edwin. It could be, it could be big. Did you see the weights from that event last year? Yes, I did. There was a ten pounder caught. There was a twelve pound one ounce 
bass caught. Randy Howe caught the final day. Uh, lots of eight and nine pounders. I cannot wait. I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, I missed making the championship round just by like a couple ounces. Got knocked out at the very last minute. I cannot wait to get back down there. That's an awesome place to fish. Caney Creek Reservoir, uh, and this is the big general tire heavy hitters all-star event. For folks that haven't caught on to Major League Fishing yet, they're just learning about this. What the heck is a heavy hitter? You know, how to quali- how we qualify for heavy hitters is your biggest bass, one your biggest bass from each tournament, from seven events. So, like, you know, if it's a five-pounder this week and then the next tournament is a four-pounder, it's, it's my biggest fish for each of the events. So it's very, very competitive. So it's only by big fish is how you qualify for it. So it's the guys that caught their biggest fish throughout the entire year qualify for this event. That string of fish. At the end of seven events, you've got a string of seven fish. Seven fish. Yeah. You, you get to put seven fish in that hat, and your seven biggest fish qualify you for the heavy hitters. Yep, there you go. And you're qualified, and we're going to see you down in uh, Louisiana. I don't know if you've ever heard of this place before, Guntersville, Alabama. You ever? <laughs> Man, it's been uh, many years. I was, I was talking to another angler the other day. I think it may have been back 2015, 16, the last time that that us all the, the, the pro anglers have fished there. So I cannot wait to get back. That's just a great Tennessee River impoundment. You know, second week of May, there'll still be fish spawning. There's going to be some fish out offshore. There'll be a whole bunch of them in the middle. There'll probably be a shad spawn going on. It's live. It'll be lights out. Yeah, and it's just so much fun to fish a place with that much history. That's bass fishing royalty. It is. It is. I, You know, there's very few lakes in the country that I think have that kind of history. You know, Gunnersville's one of them. Sam Rayburn, to me, is another one. Lake yeah. Forks one. Yeah. Okeechobee. You know, there's just tons of history and, and, and anglers and decades of anglers that come from those bodies of water. Uh, Gunnersville has had its ups and downs through the years. Right now, coming on up. That's what I've heard. Uh, I, was, I was with somebody the other day that's from that area, and they say it's really, really doing good. You know, the eelgrass has really changed things there uh, in a good way. It took, it took the anglers a while to kind of figure out. It's kind of covered a lot, a lot of the shell beds, but the eelgrass is just very prolific there, and it's given those bass a lot of habitat to uh, thrive in. After uh, Gunnersville in May, June rolls around, things start to heat up, and uh, the Bass Pro Tour heads north. Union Springs, New York. What do you think in general about that northern swing? Are you a smallmouth guy? Do you enjoy that? You like it? Oh, I love it. I, I've, I've won some events on smallmouth. Uh, what I can't, what I'm so excited about for this event is it's the earliest any tournament has ever been yeah. up north. And, you know, with our catchway and release format, we were able to get a permit to do this. And last year, there was an eight-pound, four-ounce smallmouth caught during that time frame. So uh, those fish are liable to be spawning everywhere on that lake, smallmouth and largemouth. It's just going to be a phenomenal event. You get up to New York in June. If you follow the spawn, if you're one of those guys that just follows the spawn, you know where you are in June. You're in New York. You're up in those upper areas, Minnesota, those those areas up there, because they've still got it going on. Uh, June 24th through 29th, stage six, Lake St. Clair, uh, I believe uh, recently named Top Bass Lake in America, and that's on a lot of people's list. You know, people ask why St. Clair. Uh, when you look at that lake, it is one big spawning flat from one side of it to the other. It's 20 miles wide. And that whole thing is basically 10 to 15 feet deep. So a bass can spawn anywhere in that lake. That's how clear the water is. And I think that's what makes that lake so good. Uh, it's a phenomenal. Like I, everybody asks, what's the best smallmouth fishery? There is no doubt in my mind St. Clair is the best. You know, if you just didn't have to stay in Detroit, everything would be perfect. When you're staying in Detroit, do you look out the window with one eye all night watching your stuff? 
Yeah, or I try to stay out of Detroit and just drive a long ways in the morning. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, you know nothing against Detroit, but it's just it's it's a little different than Tulala, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a little different. A few more red lights up in Detroit. Uh, so when you leave Gunnersville, Alabama, in May, and you head north to Union Springs, New York. Are you going to change the fishing line on all of your rods? Because it's a, it's a little muddier uh, down south than it is up north. You're headed for Clearwater. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, definitely for St. Clair, everything will be changed over, you know, to, 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 to lighter line. But one thing about Union Springs is it's got really deep grass beds and really big largemouth. So I, I feel like there's going to be some... Uh, you know, flipping a big one ounce jig like we do at Rayburn. I had a really good event there a few years back, flipping a big jig, um, you know, and flipping creature baits. But yes, the most part, those spinning rods come out, six pound test and, and a braid lead, you know, braid to fluorocarbon leader. A whole different scenario comes out of play, you know, that will not be in my boat at Gunnersville that I will need up there, especially when you start throwing in those smallmouth. Yeah, and uh, you know how – I didn't know that you even knew what a spinning rod looked like till I uh, watched you on Conroe a few years ago, and uh, you, you caught an eight-pounder. You reached in the box and pulled out a drop shot rig on spinning rig and caught an eight-pounder on that bad boy back there. You got a little excited, as I remember. Well, I did. I happened to win that tournament. That eight-pounder propelled me to get to it. But, you know, what happened there, I, I had a fish bump a bladed jig. I was reeling a bladed jig in, and I just felt like that fish was spawning. And, and yes, I, I was searching, looking around. I had a drop <laughs> shot there, and I threw it out there just thinking it was going to be a two-pounder. And I set the hook, and I was like, oh, my goodness, it was a giant. Yeah. I told the guys on the marina, we were all back, you know, watching the live format, uh, watching you guys out on the lake. And when that happened, I told the guys back at the dock, I said, there must be a marina back there somewhere. He had to stop and buy a spinning rig. <laughs> you know, as I've gotten older and wiser in my in my angling, uh, I do carry a spinning rod just about everywhere I go, just for instances like that. It pays off with eight-pounders from time to time. You guys are going to wrap up the year of Stage 7, Saginaw Bay, Michigan, in August, the 1st through the 6th. Hey, the wind never blows on uh, Lake Michigan, does it? You know, Saginaw. I've never been to Saginaw. I'm super excited to go. It's it's going to be brand new for me. Uh, I've fished some other areas on Lake Michigan, but from what I've heard and read, this place has got a phenomenal largemouth fishery that I didn't think. I, I you know when I think of Lake Michigan and Saginaw Bay, I think 100% smallmouth. But I guess it's got a phenomenal largemouth uh, fishery to it also. But I can't. Can you lose a tournament by targeting largemouth? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. That can be a, a lure that lures you the wrong direction yeah there you go edwin we're sure looking forward to 2023 like i said when we kicked off this uh, visit I always enjoy it i look forward to the next one buddy can't wait thanks so much billy hey kinder outdoors we'll be right back to Kinder Outdoors. Ah, that's what a dove looks like from behind. It's Halloween! I don't care how big and burly you are. As hunters and outdoors men and women, we've all been spooked a little from time to time out in those woods. Like the morning I was walking through the dark to my deer blind and I stepped in a covey of quail 
They flushed all up around me in the dark. <laughs> I had to stop and catch my breath. But my favorite spooked on a hunt story happened down in South Texas, just outside of Junction, on the Rio Benito Ranch. I had been invited to come down and hunt turkeys, and I drove like a madman to get there in time to roost the birds the night before the hunt. I made it to the ranch gate with about an hour to spare. The ranch house was nine miles off the highway. The turkeys that I was there to hunt were another five miles deep into the ranch. I got there in time to see hundreds of birds pitch up on the roost, the most I'd ever seen. They were roosting in trees located on the side of a pretty sheer cliff. At the bottom of the cliff was a running creek. I knew when they came off the roost they weren't going to fly up to the top of the cliff. They were going to come right back down where they had launched from. So I was really eager to get out there the next morning and get started. The main house on the ranch where I slept was built in the mid-1800s. It looked like something straight out of a ghost story. And that night at dinner, the staff on the ranch told me that I might see strange happenings during the night. They claimed to have seen the ghost of a young girl on multiple occasions by multiple people objects physically moving with no one in sight, and strange noises deep in the night. Now, I don't believe all that mess, but I did sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Eager to get to my turkeys the next morning, I walked the final half mile of the trip, set a few decoys up within just a few yards of where I would sit, propped up against a live oak tree. I nestled into my honey hole, and hit my owl hooter in the dark. Hundreds of turkeys gobbled at me. This was going to be a special day. Things quietened down, and there was no noise at all for about 10 or 15 minutes, when all of a sudden, from about five feet behind me... Yeah, this ranch had psycho deer on it. I'd never heard one until that moment, <laughs> but I'll never forget it. It is Halloween weekend, and I hope you are able to spend at least part of it out in the field or on the water this weekend. It's a beautiful time to go fishing for a lot of folks. I, I couldn't help but just be in awe of the Ozarks as we drove through that countryside last week up in Missouri at the uh, Mr. Crappie Classic and Crappie Expo, back and forth to the lake each day, the drive home down through Missouri and Arkansas. The mountains ablaze with fall color. And as we crossed one particularly high bridge from one ridge to the next there in northern Arkansas, I could see the stream down below that needed a fly fisherman. No one was there. And I didn't have time to fill the void. <laughs> Get out and enjoy yourself this weekend and let us know about it. Send a picture for the bragging board to kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Drop by there. It's real easy to upload a picture from your phone, your laptop, your pad, whatever. This corner of the camp house brought to you by the world's greatest dog fuel. If you're headed out west to hunt birds this weekend or up north to chase grouse, whatever, make sure that you load up on the ProPlan performance formula before you hit the road. 30% protein, 20% fat, and it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. My friends, 
Joe Anolamasakio at Cinnamon Creek Ranch uh, in Roanoke, Texas, right there on the Fort Worth border, having a big party tonight, Couples by the Creek Halloween edition. <laughs> They're having a costume contest, archery games, axe throwing, a big bonfire. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by and see them tonight for Couples by the Creek. They always put on a great feed and have a lot of fun. Jim Holly is up on the bragging board at KinderOutdoors.com. He shot a beautiful 7x7 bull elk up in Idaho. Absolutely gorgeous, and he's on the bragging board. Congratulations, Jim, on the bragging board at KinderOutdoors.com. And in Maryland, it's a new state record swordfish caught off of Ocean City. Jeff Jacobs did it, 393 pounds, more than 90 pounds larger than the previous record. Congratulations, Jeff. You're on the bragging board as well at kinderoutdoors.com. And while we have a few seconds before the break, let me say hello to some folks like Michael Hobson, New Deal, Texas. Thanks for the note, Mike. Terry Terramoto, Syracuse, Utah. Quentin Myers listens in Lagudi, Indiana. And Don Coker is in Casper, Wyoming. Had a flat tire in Casper one time, Don. <laughs> Got a trailer load of bird dogs behind me at the time, too. Hello to my old friend David Shires, Mineral Wells, Texas, the old hometown. And Todd Rostein is in Wappen, Wisconsin. Listen, there's a pro plan formula that will give you a healthier dog in just a couple of weeks when you make the switch. Pick the formula that's best for your dog's lifestyle, age, and watch. Take pictures. In just a couple of weeks, you'll see a healthier dog. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, everybody, it's Bassmaster Elite Angler Keith Combs. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Come on, Kinder, I told you a ton of spinner, baby. What are you thinking, man? Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoorsmen and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. How about crisp, clean air? 
endless water and marlin after marlin for Christmas this year. That's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. The lodging, dining, and fishing is on us in Costa Rica. Five nights in our beachfront penthouse. Three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet. Stay tuned and enter soon. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Fish on! <laughs> the Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 perdies in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. that a successful fishing trip is a kid with a small blue gill in the hand and a giant smile on the face. The kids are always welcome in our boat at Kinder Outdoors. One of my favorite people to hang out with in this outdoor industry, outdoor world, is Major League Fishing Pro Edwin Evers. Edwin, welcome back to the camp house. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you. I love it. Great to see you. We kind of run into each other at a little bit different place here. You know... We've seen each other all over the nation. We've never seen each other at home. No, we haven't. That's kind of funny. We need to change that. You need to go fishing with me one of these days. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. I appreciate you taking a little time for me. Major League Fishing just keeps getting more and more exciting. It keeps growing. The fan base keeps growing. And 2023 coming up right around the corner. It seems like we just wrapped up, but it's time to go again. And I want to talk to you about the lakes because it's a pretty exciting lineup. It is. The schedule came out, and, uh, you know, we've got, I think, a great, great schedule. There's a few events that we've been to in the past, but then there's some, some venues that we're going to that we hadn't been to in a long, long time, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if you want me to get off into it, but I'm really excited about them. Well, yeah, we're going to get off into it all we want to today. And it all starts in February, the 13th through the 18th. 
And uh, that's going to be stage one on one of my favorite places to fish in America. It's got to be one of yours, the Kissimmee, uh, Kissimmee Chain. Yeah, when I, I'm really excited about that. I, I actually caught one of the largest fish I've ever caught on a topwater there, and it was during that time frame. So this is a little later than what we've gone there in the past, which I think is going to make it even better. There'll be a lot more big fish shallow, but uh, I did catch an 813 there one time on a frog. Wow. Yeah, it was How like, much fun is that on a frog, dude? I, and it bit three times. Like the first two times I threw across there, it just made a big explosion, didn't get it, and the third time she absolutely annihilated it. <laughs> and what did she weigh? 813. 813. Wow. That's a horse. That's a mule. You guys, I guess, will go out of Toho. Yes, sir. Yep. We'll go out of the north end up there to Big Toho Marina. Great people right there at that marina. They always have great breakfast sandwiches there if you guys are ever down there. That's, that's what I remember about them because I, I won't eat anywhere else in town, but I'll eat there at their breakfast sandwiches in the morning. Yeah, that's a really good spot. And then you have access. I believe from there you can go all the way uh, down to Okeechobee and out to the Atlantic Ocean if you want to by water. Absolutely. If you've got enough gas. Yeah, if you had enough gas all the way down through the Kissimmee River. But, you know, we'll be cut off at the bottom of Lake Kissimmee. You know, so we, we've got Toho, we've got Cypress, we've got uh, uh, Hall, and then we get into big, you know, big Kissimmee, a 40,000-acre lake down there. And, and they all fish phenomenal. Yeah, they do. Anything can happen. It can change your bass fishing life instantly behind any of that stuff you're chunking at. Uh, which can be a little intimidating. I remember the first time I dumped my boat in and I pulled out from the state park down there uh, on Big Semi, and I and I eased out in that stuff, and I said, where do I start? How do you narrow that down? I feel the exact same way for years down there. Uh, you know, but I always just, one of the keys that for me down there is for the year, for years there was not a lot of hydrilla, and if you could find hydrilla, you usually found bass very close to that. You know, now uh, Big Toho is starting to get quite a bit of hydrilla, but, you know, I, I always just try to keep my trolling motor on high, and when I get a bite, I feel like I find them. I just go as fast as I can, you know, throwing moving baits, and then when I get a good quality bite, I just try to make circles around that area. And it's generally around cleaner, clearer water. It may be a vegetation change or something like that. But, um, you know, one thing, I, I just cover as much water as you possibly can, and then when you get a bite, slow down. Yeah, hey, we, you know, everybody's heard about the devil horse down there on that Kissimmee chain. Give us two or three baits that everyone's going to have rigged up when he hits the Kissimmee chain. Uh, for me, a vibrating jig, that new Berkeley slobber knocker and, and a green pumpkin or a black blue will be probably my number one bait. Uh, another bait will be that, that Devil's Horse style bait. Uh, Berkeley's got a really good one uh, that I'm really fond of. And then, you know, I'll need to just have the old plastic worm on, you know, just a June bug worm. You don't go to Florida without a June bug worm. Yep, always got to have one. Redcrest next year is going to be on Lake Norman in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is a body of water where Edwin Evers has had some success. Uh, what are the guys going to run into up there? Uh, that's a really neat lake. You know, there's a power plant on that lake. There'll be, they call it the hot hole. There'll be fish spawning in that thing. Uh, the lake's got a really uh, a booming population of spotted bass now that, that wasn't there in the past. But, the, you know, when you think of Lake Norman, it's boat docks. It is literally a boat dock all the way around that shore, you know, and it's, it's a huge lake. So, and they're stationary boat docks. They're not floating boat docks like what, me, you know, what I'm accustomed to in Oklahoma or, or other parts of the country. So a guy's going to have to fi figure out how to fish boat docks. You know, I won an event there one time in February throwing a little bitty finesse jig behind those docks. The water's going to be pretty clear. Uh, but a, a guy just uh, gets a that gets a big bite at the end of the day is going to be the one that's going to pull that one away. Yeah. Uh, hey, what is the part? What what is the technique that you absolutely hate to pull out of your bag of tricks? Like you just 
hate it. You don't want to do it, but that's what it's going to take to win a tournament. Oh, I always kind of feel like, you know, pulling out a weightless Cinco or, you know, I, I throw that general, you know, it's just like watching the grass grow. You yeah, know, it's you're just right like, an impatient, dude. You just throw it out there and have to let it sink to the bottom. You know, I want to cover water. I want to feel like I'm being productive, you know, throwing something out and reeling it in. And, yeah. and you just can't do that with that bait. It's the exact opposite. It's a very slow way to fish. And, and uh, it's like pulling teeth for me to do it. But sometimes you have to. You know, if I'm not mistaken, you were a safety in college. You play safety, the safety position. So, you know, you're one of those guys that lives uh, to run up and hit somebody in the mouth full speed and get up and do it again and again. That ain't that ain't Cinco Fish. No, sir, it's not. No, sir, it's not. Uh, stage two, Lake Cherokee and Douglas Lake, Jefferson County, Tennessee. You know, that's right, not Defoe's back door, another great angler. Uh, Going to be a lot of smallmouth weighed in in those events. Two different lakes. Uh, we'll fish, you know, the first few rounds on one of them, uh, the final round on a different lake. I don't know exactly how that's set up yet. But uh, big mountainous lakes, uh, clear, deep water, uh, largemouth. Uh, it'll be really interesting, something for all of us to be looking at as we go into those lakes. They draw those lakes down like sometimes 20 to 30 feet in the wintertime. So that lake may be coming up like a foot a day when we get there this time of the year. So that'll be really interesting to see how those fish change with that water coming up. Yeah. Hey, you don't think Ott's ever been out on those lakes? He doesn't know anything, does he? I think he's got a bunch of trophies in his house, and they, a lot of them come from those two lakes. A lot of them say uh, Cherokee and Douglas on them. That's exactly right. April 2 through 7, Stage 3, Lake Murray, Columbia, South Carolina. Awesome lake. I'm super excited about this one because, to me, that falls right in the dead dead center of spawn, and I love sight fishing. Uh, with our catchway and release, you know, I don't feel any guilt about putting one, you know, in live. Well, we just get to release them right there, so I can't wait to get there and, and just cover a bunch of water and, and uh, do sight fishing the whole time. We're going to finish up the list coming back. I know you're fired up about the heavy hitters uh uh, in 2023, and we're going to start there when we come back from the break. Before we go to the break, though, uh, if you make your living as a professional angler, what people see on the water, that's the tip of the iceberg. There are events and shows and sponsors and meetings and planes to catch nearly every day of the week and things to do. You've got to have a family that gets it, that under, understands and supports you, or it ain't going to work. I'm so blessed to have the most awesome wife and kids. You know, they, they support me wholeheartedly, and uh, it is super important. You know, that's that's the one part of the job a lot of people don't see, and it's probably the, the part of the job that I don't like the most is just the travel part of it. Once I'm on the water, I love it, but, you know, just the time away from home and, and driving to and from the events or flying to these events, you know, it's just part of the job, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, absolutely. Edwin, uh, grab another cup of coffee and hang on. We're going to finish up in a minute, okay? Sounds great. Purina Pro Plan. Hey, there are so many different formulas because there are so many different dogs. Big dogs, little dogs, working dogs, couch potatoes, puppies, senior citizens, somewhere in between. And there's a Pro Plan formula for each of those dogs. But did you know there's also a Pro Plan formula for your dog that has an intolerance for grain in their feed? Or maybe they have an itchy coat, sensitive skin. Even dogs with special needs have a ProPlan formula with them in mind. Pick up the ProPlan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. General rifle season for white-tailed deer opens next weekend here in Texas. Big weekend, probably the most anticipated, up there with the dove opener, one of the most anticipated days of the year for an outdoors man or woman here in Texas, probably in your state too. 
We're going to talk to Mr. Whitetail himself, Larry Wysoon, about the first thing that should be on our mind when opening day of rifle season rolls around next week. And we're going to build a better bird dog with Ronnie Smith, too. I'm Trapper Joe. When I'm not wrestling alligators, I'm thinking about them with Kenda Outdoors. Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine. We're driven to do what's right. That's why we never charge over MSRP. Plus, we're still paying full market value for your current vehicle. Sell us your car outright or use it to trade and save. Find what you're looking for. We have one of the largest selections in the nation. Or custom order exactly what you want at Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads. Classic It's Billy Kinder, and I know firsthand how the folks at Classic Chevrolet Grapevine are driven to do what's right for conservation and wildlife. That's why they're a key sponsor for the Lake Grapevine Ducks Unlimited Dinner and Auction. Coming up on November 3rd, learn more about it at ducks.org backslash events. And hey, you'd look pretty sharp showing up in that brand new Chevy truck. Come join us for a little fun November 3rd at the Lake Grapevine Ducks Unlimited Dinner and Auction at the Grapevine Convention Center. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoorsmen and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. 
If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. hard all week. Now it's time to go fishing. Come along with us at Kinder Outdoors. My friends at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country have been exceptionally busy over the past couple of years. I recommend that if you want to book a hunt with them, a bird hunt with them, get them on the phone. Talk to them now about maybe December or even next spring. Book your time and take the family. You're all going to love the ranch. Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder, and joining me now is our big game guy, and that is Mr. Whitetail himself, Larry Wysoon. Larry, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. You know, I've guided a lot of upland bird hunts in my life, and it's amazing to me how excited a grown man can get over a little six-ounce bird, and he can kind of lose his manners when that bird flushes and sidestep safety a little bit without even meaning to. But, boy, it's got to be top of mind all the time when we're in the field. Somebody can get hurt badly on a hunting trip if we don't think safety first and always. You're exactly right. Hunting is the safest sport there is when you get right down to it. There are fewer accidents that occur while you're hunting than with any of the other things that are out there, including a lot of the ball game things that you play. But you're right. You don't ever forget safety. You always want to be cognizant of the fact that where that barrel is pointed at every moment, whether that gun you know is empty or whether it's not empty, Empty. Also, want to keep your finger off the trigger and the hand off the safety until you're ready to do something. I mean, doing something means getting ready to shoot. So, to me, you just got to be really careful all the time. Be cognizant of everybody that's around you, where they are. Continue to be looking around, but always keep that barrel pointed in a safe direction. Yeah. Your number one job, if you're hunting behind a pH uh, and you have that big, heavy caliber gun in your hand and that pH is in front of you, He's, he's keeping his eyeballs where they need to be. You really need to, be, as the hunter, keep your muzzle pointed where it needs to be. There's no sense in ever having a, an accident. And boy, that can, 
really make a, a great hunting trip into a bad memory uh, for life. I know uh, on one of your television shows, you did a reenactment one time of a similar situation where someone tripped and fell and there was a shooting. We did. We did that on the FTW Ranch. It uh, belongs to Tim Fallon, where they do the sportsman, all-terrain, all-weather marksmanship course. And we wanted to show people what can happen, even when you're experts with all this. And we set it up to where the guys, the, Tim was guiding. He had a hunter with him. They spotted an axis steer. The axis steer moved. They just about got ready to shoot. The guy flipped the safety off. Without thinking, they got up, the axis steer moved, they got up, and as they moved forward, he slipped and fell. He'd been the, the shooter, and as he did, the barrel was pointed at the backside of, of Tim. And, mm -hmm. and so we set it up such that Tim was got shot. And the whole purpose of that was just to, to make people remember. Always remember that you don't turn the safety down or you don't put it on fire. You keep your finger off the trigger till you get ready to shoot, and you're always careful where that barrel is pointed, as we've talked earlier. Yeah, that was a very, very well done piece, very realistic uh, looking piece, and boy, that'll put something in your mind forever that helps you keep that finger off the trigger. That was uh, that was really good work, Larry. Well, thank you. We had so many very positive comments. We got, of course, Dallas Fire Club's long been a sponsor of the shows that I've been involved with. So we talked to Dallas and said, Dallas Fire Club, so this is something we're looking at doing. What do you think? And did the same thing with Ruger and Zias and Hornady and told them kind of how we were going to play it out. And they go, please do it. Yeah. And it's amazing the total number of, of very positive responses that we got over that people saying thank you for doing this. And we started this piece with you saying, you know, hunting's the safest activity that you can participate in. And I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen the stats, but the, the injuries in hunting are right up there on the same safety level as playing billiards, I think. Something, I read something like that one time. Don't you think that's a testament to our hunter education that we have uh, over the past couple of decades here in North America? It truly is. Hunter education has made people cognizant of what goes on when you're hunting and how to be careful and how to handle guns and how to respect guns, and that certainly has had a whole lot to do with it. But I think, too, people become a little bit more aware of hunter safety, even beyond that, with the TV shows and, and the, of the reading that they do throughout most of the very ethical hunters they're stressing the fact without maybe just beating it over the head with us on somebody but continuing saying hey be careful be careful be safe be safe be safe and that's made a lot of difference as well yes sir thank you larry larry wyson this corner of the camp house brought to you by the best bird hunting in texas amongst the best on the planet says beretta and orvis and the shooting sportsman i'm talking about Joshua Creek Ranch, and you can learn more about the place at kinderoutdoors.com. One of my bird dog buddies is one of the top dog trainers on planet Earth, and that's Ronnie Smith. Ronnie Smith Kennels, Oklahoma. Ronnie, welcome back. I want to talk about hydration in the winter when we cool down a little bit like we have now. It's real easy to forget to water our dogs during that workout or hunt, but it may be more important in the cold weather than in the heat. That's right. You know, Bill, when it's hot, uh, a dog is going to drink. They're just going to rehydrate themselves. Um, we do the same thing. Um, maybe not as much as we should, but, but we certainly rehydrate ourselves. Uh, during the winter, uh, that can really um, can fool you. Uh, your dogs really evaporate more moisture as they're uh, panning and running in the winter than they will in the summer. And if 
the only time when when it really comes to me and I remember is if I'm uh, on some hills and I'm walking to the point that now my my pulse is up and I'm breathing out of my mouth and then I start to get thirsty uh, and and that's the same thing with your dog they're running they're they're uh, exerting themselves they're panting and uh, they require more water in the winter than in the summer yeah. And that just shocks a lot of people when they hear that for the very first time. Let's talk about water in the kennel. You change, it doesn't matter if you've got 50 dogs in your kennel, you're changing all of their water every day, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. And we uh, will scrub our buckets twice a week with a, uh, to sanitize them. Um, but fresh water is vital. And that's because a hot dog in the summertime when you're working them, even in the wintertime, uh, the long-haired dogs, setters, Britneys, they'll come in and try to crawl in that bucket, won't they? Yeah. They, uh, they always want to stick their front feet in the water bucket. They're just trying to bo- drop their body temp. And uh, as a result, they're splashing a lot of water out, and they're fouling that water. When we're wild bird hunting, a lot of guys think it's a really good step to use Gatorade out in the field or something like that as opposed to just good old water. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, the only time I would use anything uh, that had a flavor to it is if I had a situation where I couldn't um, get a dog to drink uh, or, or ingest enough fluid that I, that I thought he needed. Um, other than that, what research is showing is a lot of that sugar-based um, uh, product uh, can really be detrimental to hydration. Yeah, so it can actually do your dog more harm than good, more than likely will. Hard to beat. Water. What if you have a dog that's uh, you're wanting to get some water into him? You can tell he needs it, and he just refuses to come to the water bottle or or refuses to stop and drink. How do you take that horse to water and make him drink? Yeah, you know, if it's we we find that here during the summer um, uh, when we're training is we have dogs that are so focused on finding birds that they'll run right by a pond when it's obvious that they're very hot. You just have to stop that animal uh, if you have uh, water available. And, uh, and once they stand there a little bit, then they start to pay attention to what you're doing, um, and then it's easier to, to get them to drink. And, and, Bill, you really, on that type of dog, you need to teach them to drink. Yeah. How can we teach a dog to drink? Yeah, again, you just have to stop him. You have to make him oh, physically yeah. drink. When our opportunity presents itself, uh, take take the time to make the dog drink there. When you see the dog uh, is is uh, in a position where he needs water, um, be diligent about watering him. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Patience. Let, let him learn through our patience. We don't need to get in a hurry. We need to give him plenty of time to, to uh, soak it up and drink. I think that that's a really good time as well to carry a Snickers in my bird bag because I might need a little break right about then, too. That's right. That's right. Learn more about Ronnie Smith and Susanna Love and their Ronnie Smith kennels at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, we're going to stretch our legs for a minute, grab a biscuit and a fresh cup of coffee, and then meet me right back here. We've got more Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour 23 Tour Lakes to cover with Edwin Evers. Hey, buddy, it's Pat Green. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I sure am thinking about it. With Billy Kinder, I mean big Billy Kinder outdoors. Billy, no offense, man. You smell like fish, amongst other things. Hey guys, you've got to get this right. Take your venison to Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Hands down, the best anywhere. 
And when you're having those sausages and ground meat made up, don't forget the chicken fried steak. Better than beef and so tender you can cut them with a fork. Yeah, we run them through the tenderizer two or three times depending on, you know, how thick they want them. And uh, we take all the silver and all the fat and anything. It's just pure meat. And when you see that hog rooting around, put him in the bed of the truck and take him to Joe Masakio's Cinnamon Creek Ranch. People don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Um, sausage and uh, stickers, which are, we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer. And, man, they're, they're the cat's meow, man. Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, Roanoke, Texas. Premier in the wild game industry. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, they believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that will take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com
hope that new gun you get for your birthday makes you as happy as the one you got for Christmas. Hey, don't forget Columbus Day, National Hunting and Fishing Day, Independence Day. Every day is Range Day at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, our special guest in the camp house this week, he's been here many times before, Major League Fishing Pro Edwin Evers. Edwin, uh, thanks for hanging around. I want to talk to you about your football career for just a minute because when you were a kid, you were eating up with it, weren't you? I loved football. I, I wanted, like I was like every other kid, I wanted to be in the NFL and uh, dreamed of it all the time. It was just a, a, it's just a fun sport. You know, I, I think it's a sport that teaches a lot of life lessons, just self-discipline and, and you know, probably being hard-headed and, and a lot of great things, I think, come from football. I guarantee you there are things they taught you in seventh grade that still apply on the bow of that boat, on the deck of that boat when you go out. 100%. Yeah, it's not all, you know, it's not all going to go good and, and well. And, you know, sometimes you throw an interception. Sometimes you get knocked in the teeth. you got to get back up and go do it again. And then same thing in life. So where did you play your high school ball? And then you went on and played college ball. You know, I played, I played uh, two years in, in Texas uh, at Bridgeport and then moved to Illinois. Dad got transferred to Illinois. Uh, Seneca, Illinois had a really successful football program. And then uh, got a, a scholarship to play at Southeastern Oklahoma State there in Durant. Yeah, very good. Is that how you got to Oklahoma? Is how, that how Oklahoma started in your life? It's exactly how it started. You know, I, I was from Texas, and it was a really a big culture shock to move all the way to Illinois. Uh, just a lot colder winters, a lot, you know, not as much fishing. And uh, I wanted to get back south, and, uh, you know, southeastern had a lake right next to it, and it was like a perfect fit for me. Yeah, and evidently it stuck because you planted pecan trees and you're still there. I love Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the heavy hitters event. I love the heavy hitters events. Uh, Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour heavy hitter event will land uh, April 24 through 29. Uh, and that's an all-star event in Monroe, Louisiana. Hey, listen, we're talking about... Louisiana in April, Edwin. It could be, it could be big. Did you see the weights from that event last year? Yes, I did. There was a ten pounder caught. There was a twelve pound one ounce bass caught. Randy Howe caught the final day. Uh, lots of eight and nine pounders. I cannot wait. I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, I missed making the championship round just by like a couple ounces. Got knocked out at the very last minute. I cannot wait to get back down there. That's an awesome place to fish. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Caney Creek Reservoir, Bussy Break Wildlife Management Area, uh, and this is the big General Tire Heavy Hitters All-Star event. I don't know if you've ever heard of this place before, Guntersville, Alabama. You ever? <laughs> Man, it's been a many years. I was, I was talking to another angler the other day. I think it may have been back 2015, 16, the last time that that us all the, the the pro anglers have fished there. So I cannot wait to get back. That's just a great Tennessee River impoundment. You know, second week of May, there'll still be fish spawning. There's going to be some fish out offshore. There'll be a whole bunch of them in the middle. There'll probably be a shad spawn going on. It's live. It'll be lights out. Yeah, and it's just so much fun to fish a place with that much history. That's bass fishing royalty. It is. It is. I, you know, there's very few lakes in the country that I think have that kind of history. You know, Gunnersville's one of them. Sam Rayburn, to me, is another one. Lake yeah. Forks one. Yeah. Okeechobee. You know, there's just tons of history and, and, and anglers and decades of anglers that come from those bodies of water. Uh, Gunnersville has had its ups and downs through the years. Right now, coming on up. That's what I've heard. Uh, I, was, I was with somebody the other day that's from that area, and they say it's really, really doing good. You know, the eelgrass has really changed things there uh, in a good way. It took, it took the anglers a while to kind of figure out. It's kind of covered a lot of the shell beds, but the eelgrass is just very prolific there, and it's given those bass a lot of habitat to uh, thrive in. 
After uh, Gunnersville in May, June rolls around, things start to heat up, and uh, the Bass Pro Tour heads north. Union Springs, New York. What do you think in general about that northern swing? Are you a smallmouth guy? Do you enjoy that? You like it? Oh, I love it. I, I've I've won some events on smallmouth. Uh, what I can't, what I'm so excited about for this event is it's the earliest any tournament has ever been up north. And you know, with our catchway and release format, we were able to get a permit to do this. And last year, there was an eight-pound, four-ounce smallmouth caught during that time frame. So uh, those fish are liable to be spawning everywhere on that lake, smallmouth and largemouth. It's just going to be a phenomenal event. You get up to New York in June. If you follow the spawn, if you're one of those guys that just follows the spawn, you know where you are in June. You're in New York. You're up in those upper areas, Minnesota, those those areas up there, because they've still got it going on. Uh, June 24th through 29th, stage six, Lake St. Clair, uh, I believe uh, recently named Top Bass Lake in America, and that's on a lot of people's list. You know, people ask why St. Clair. Uh, when you look at that lake, it is one big spawning flat from one side of it to the other. It's 20 miles wide. And that whole thing is basically 10 to 15 feet deep. So a bass can spawn anywhere in that lake. That's how clear the water is. And I think that's what makes that lake so good. Uh, it's a phenomenal. Like I, everybody asks, what's the best smallmouth fishery? There is no doubt in my mind St. Clair is the best. You know, if you just didn't have to stay in Detroit, everything would be perfect. When you're staying in Detroit, do you look out the window with one eye all night watching your stuff? Yeah, or I try to stay out of Detroit and just drive a long ways in the morning. But yeah, it's a, it's kind of you know nothing against Detroit, but it's just it's it's a little different than Tulalo, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a little different. A few more red lights up in Detroit. Uh, so when you leave Gunnersville, Alabama, in May, and you head north to Union Springs, New York. Are you going to change the fishing line on all of your rods? Because it's a, it's a little muddier uh, down south than it is up north. You're headed for Clearwater. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, definitely for St. Clair, everything will be changed over, you know, to, 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 to lighter line. But one thing about Union Springs is it's got really deep grass beds and really big largemouth. So I, I feel like there's going to be some... Uh, you know, flipping a big one-ounce jig like we do at Rayburn. I had a really good event there a few years back, flipping a big jig, um, you know, and flipping creature baits. But, yes, the most part, those spinning rods come out, six-pound test and, and a braid, lead, you know, braid to fluorocarbon leader. A whole different scenario comes out of play, you know, that will not be in my boat at Gunnersville that I will need up there, especially when we start throwing in those smallmouth. Yeah, and uh, you know how – I didn't know that you even knew what a spinning rod looked like till I – I uh, watched you on Conroe a few years ago, and uh, you you caught an eight-pounder. You reached in the box and pulled out a drop shot rig on a spinning rig and caught an eight-pounder on that bad boy back there. You got a little excited, as I remember. Well, I did. I happened to win that tournament. That eight-pounder propelled me to get to it. But, you know, what happened there, I, I had a fish bump a bladed jig. I was reeling a bladed jig in. And I just felt like that fish was spawning, and, and yes, I, I was searching, looking around. I had a drop shot there, and I threw it out there just thinking it was going to be a two-pounder, and I set the hook, and I was like, oh, my goodness, it was a giant. Yeah. I told the guys on the marina, we were all back, you know, watching the live format 
uh, watching you guys out on the lake. And when that happened, I told the guys back at the dock, I said, there must be a marina back there somewhere. He had to stop and buy a spinning <laughs> rig. You know, as I've gotten older and wiser in my, in my angling, uh, I do carry a spinning rod just about everywhere I go, just for instances like that. It pays off with eight-pounders from time to time. You guys are going to wrap up the year of Stage 7, Saginaw Bay, Michigan in August, the 1st through the 6th. Hey, the wind never blows on uh, Lake Michigan, does it? You know, Saginaw. I've never been to Saginaw. I'm super excited to go. It's it's going to be brand new for me. Uh, I've fished some other areas on Lake Michigan, but from what I've heard and read, this place has got a phenomenal largemouth fishery that I didn't think. I, I you know when I think of Lake Michigan and Saginaw Bay, I think 100% smallmouth, but I guess it's got a phenomenal largemouth uh, fishery to it also. But I can't. Can you lose a tournament by targeting largemouth? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. That can be a, a lure that lures you the wrong direction. There you go. Edwin, we're sure looking forward to 2023. Like I said, when we kicked off this uh, visit, I always enjoy it. And I look forward to the next one, buddy. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Billy. Edwin Evers, our special guest in the camp house this week at Kinder Outdoors. We're all out of time. But listen, drop by kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Click on that link to Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Take a look at everything that it has to offer for not only you, the bird hunter, the axis hunter, whitetail hunter, turkey hunter, sporting clay shooter, duck hunter, but for your family, too. Your corporate outing. It's an unbelievably beautiful setting in the hill country. Joshua Creek Ranch. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time we've had together here too. And invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 